Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is living a productive life, and I'd like to give some credit to the founder of the Lucis uh, Trust organization, uh, Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and the main inspiration uh, for the dialogue that you hear on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey, as does the following thought. Those who are awakened to the purpose of experience find in every event some gain to the life of the soul. Does this mean that for the soul, there are no limitations to living a meaningful life? I think so. Our inner self, that um, higher, more divine aspect, which is our true nature and which had a purpose in coming into incarnation uh, through our birth, is able to work with whatever substance we offer the soul. Certainly, if we offer up uh, an emotional life that's full of turmoil and anger and unrest or if we have a physical life that includes a lot of bad practices that harm our health and our well-being or if we have a mind full of hatred or criticism we're not offering the soul very um, uh, useful substance but if we basically live our lives as well as we know how then I think we can say that the soul can make of whatever circumstances we are currently in something productive, something that um, casts its light a bit further afield. And I love this thought from the writings of Alice Bailey that there is no circumstance, no event that doesn't offer some gain to the life of the soul because it gives one hope. Everybody from time to time finds themselves in the most awful circumstances, awful in terms of what we would prefer life to be. But sometimes those very tests and um, difficulties are the most enriching to the soul. And I think if all of us would look back on our lives and try to um, uh, identify the major episodes in life where we really learned something that had lasting spiritual value, we might find ourselves going back to those very difficult or limited circumstances. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think lessons can be extracted from every experience, um, even the most mundane ones. 
particularly, I think, those that have to do with uh, relationships. And you'll find that, of course, in every family situation. Uh, people are working out relationships between <coughs> husband and wife, between parents and children, between children and their siblings and their friends. Um, it's it's a constant um, a, a, a constant testing for these working out these relationships. And um, if there is a lot of conflict in the relationships, then that should tell us that, uh, or that should tell the people involved that there is something wrong there that still needs to be learned. And um, the biggest lesson in that uh, the soul can gain from all of this is our ability or not to love. And that's what we really gain from relationships, is whether we, we're constantly being tested on this uh, aspect of, of love. Well, the soul is actually the sense of relationship or the capacity for relationships. So mm -hmm. certainly, as you say, our relationships are the very uh, learning field, the classroom for the soul. And I would say especially the difficult ones. We find some people who are easy for us to love because they're very much... Um, they're familiar to us in some way. We could say familiar in the sense of their vibration or their their quality. It's something that's harmonious with our own quality. But there are other people who are a challenge for us, and they might be our, our teachers. A friend of mine said, there are no enemies, only teachers. Mm -hmm. And that, again, is looking at life and relationships and circumstances as productive. They are what we make of them. There's um, an old... Um, cliche saying bloom where you are planted and I think that's what um, is behind this realization that any any ground we stand on is potentially fertile so many of us um, I think especially in the western world find ourselves thinking about how we'd like to rearrange our circumstances rearrange our lives make uh, some changes in our occupation in our in our friendships in our perhaps in our marriage partner in our education, in the where, place where we live. We'd like to make changes and then life would be great. But that really is a kind of a manipulation, I think, that ignores uh, the fact that the soul right now seeks to express through us. And I think the soul deliberately chooses <coughs> certain places in the world, certain locations, certain family groups, certain ethnic groups, uh, it deliberately chooses these situations so that it can work out uh, particular lessons or particular patterns that it is uh, trying to uh, to uh, achieve. And um, so we see uh, the soul working through very difficult situations sometimes, and you wonder what in the world can, can be going on there, not only on the physical side, but What's really happening to the soul to this uh, in this situation? And I'm thinking of um, uh, certain, well, like Helen Keller. You remember uh, Helen Keller? She mm -hmm. was uh, both uh, blind and deaf, and she had tremendous limitations imposed upon her and by <clears throat> this soul. But she came through. She uh, learned to, to speak and to communicate, 
in spite of all of these tremendous limitations. And I think that her life was a tremendous lesson for the soul, for what the soul can do in life. It's said in the um, writings of Alice Bailey that uh, service is the expression of the soul in the world. And we've talked a lot on these programs about the need to serve. What we are saying today is that service doesn't depend on the arrangement of a certain set of conditions, but it's something that emanates through the soul um, at any stage or in any condition. And... um, I think making that realization is liberating because so many people feel that to serve they would have to have more education, more talent, um, a different occupation or freedom from uh, daily family responsibilities. None of that is necessary. To the soul, service is the quality of the soul radiating through its instrument, the personality that occurs wherever one is. And certainly an example like Helen Keller is a supreme example of the real spiritual vitality that came through her even though she couldn't hear or speak or see. And it's just a, a, a mark of, uh, of the power of the soul to uh, exercise its, its will to work out even through the limitations that is imposed upon this person, by this person, and uh, uh, also another one that we've thought of recently was Stephen Hawking, you know, the um, physicist mm-hmm. in the British physicist. He yeah. has his body is completely useless to him, but he has a mind that works extremely well, and that's really what he's doing. And uh, he's doing a tremendous service by um, just just working through the tremendous limitations and of this physical body, what's left of it. Uh, but uh, he can still use his mind, and um, that's the important thing. That's the main thing in his uh, service to the world. Alice Bailey said that service is a life demonstration, and I like that um, that expression, a life demonstration. And it's a soul urge. The soul intends and we could say deeply desires to express its loving radiance through each of us. So that suggests that what we need to do is simply release ourselves to this radiation that seeks to express through us. I think that depends upon a certain amount of detachment, obviously. If we have strong desires and um, uh, mental uh, ide fixes that... um, get in the way, then we're not detached. We have preconditions and expectations about life that have to be met. But when we give up all of that and we simply love and seek harmony and unity with others, then the soul can work through us. It's getting oneself out of the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's quite often uh, one of the big limitations that we put before the soul is, is that little ego that just wants to stand out by itself and uh, that's probably the biggest limitations aside from all the other physical limitations that one might have and it's it's that very strong personality that wants to uh, 
have its exercise its will in the world and uh, as you say that has to be the more we can, that can stand out of the way and stand aside then more of the soul energies come through maybe after the break we can talk a bit about why service is especially um, uh, important and possible in old age for those people who just tuned in you're listening to Inner Sight our topic for today is living a productive life um, we have an offer for you today it's, uh, it's a gift and um, as you know, shipping can be very expensive when you buy anything um, and it's shipped to you. It's getting very expensive. Well, our offer today has to do with uh, uh, buying the book upon which this show is based. Uh, the title of the book is called Serving Humanity by Alice Bailey. And it's a compilation of extracts from uh, the books of Alice Bailey. And it's, it's available for $16. And uh, that's the price that you pay uh, uh, discounting the shipping, the shipping would have been on, would make the price a lot more. Uh, but for today, if you give us a call and uh, some t- either today or during the week, and mention that you just write a little notation, maybe on a post-it or something, and um, um, stick it on the order, and uh, just mention that you heard this offer mentioned on um, uh, the show Inner Sight, uh, then we'll give you the book for sixteen dollars. Um, uh, you can order by sending a check or money order to Lucis, it's L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And once again, that's um, send the check or money order, $16, to Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And also, um, if you'd like a general package of information, uh, many people call up and they want to know more about uh, Lucis Trust. And uh, I guess uh, probably uh, the most generic answer to that is that uh, Lucis Trust is not a religion. Um, We have people from all walks of life who uh, attend the meetings, listen to the radio shows, read the literature. And... uh, it's for quite possible that any gathering of people interested in Lucis Trust, you'll find people of a multiple number of religious backgrounds. So if you'd like the general package of information, uh, we'll be happy to send it out to you. What you have to do is call one 695 8247 Once again, that's one 695 8247 The easy way to remember it, one 866 NY Lucis. That's one eight six six. Think of New York Lucis. Our website, and by the way, we have a uh, an entire library of uh, radio shows that we've archived on the website um, with uh, so many different themes coming from the works of Alice Bailey. But in order to key into uh, that archive library of shows, um, you'd have to key into our website, which is www. Trust. Dot org. Once again, it's www.lucistrust.org. And um, we'd like to return to our show, Living a Productive Life. I have a real challenge for you, uh, Sarandell. I remember a friend of mine uh, who I haven't been in contact with now for quite some time, but we grew up together. And I always admired him. He would do uh, just the most unbelievable work of service. He would go into penitentiaries and... Uh, uh, talk to the prisoners and um, do so many uplifting things uh, with them, and then he became a paraplegic, totally paralyzed. And one of the main 
causes of his ensuing depression is that he could not be of service to people anymore. How would you, how would that fit into what we're talking about right now? Well, it's not true that he couldn't be of service anymore, but he had to learn to be of service in a different way. Um, I think a lot of people think of service as act- activity, something you do. Mm, I would, yeah. Yeah, that's the traditional, and, and it is one type of service. Certainly um, doing um, actions that make other people's lives easier or uplifted is um, very important. But there's another kind of service that's more subjective, that works in the background and that operates more on the level of energy. And it's a a kind of spiritual service that is silent and unseen. And it is something that is available especially to people as they get older and withdraw from the more active aspect of life. Or those who, like your friend, might be invalids for some reason due to health problems or injuries and live a more reclusive life. It's service on the level of consciousness. That's interesting. Well, it's... It's something that takes a lot of practice and development, just as any kind of service does. You can't immediately fall into it and be a natural at it, at least most of us couldn't. But through the learning of meditation and the constant watching of the quality of one's thinking, one can contribute to the clarification of the airwaves, we could say, to the radiation of light and uh, love into the consciousness that all of us draw from and contribute to. Mm-hmm. That um, consciousness of, is, of course, comes by way of the soul. That's what the soul provides for the uh, personality life is this factor of consciousness. And um, in People may think that um, consciousness comes in boxes, that you have your consciousness, mm-hmm. your perception of reality, I have mine, and the two don't mix. But just think of how at a, at a concert or a large gathering, how the emotional attitudes of the crowd can be catching and inflame mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We all participate in a vast pool of consciousness. It can be uh, uh, quite contagious, the emotionalism mm-hmm. in a crowd. Yeah. Uh, well, so can yeah. clarification. Yeah, it's something that doesn't rise up out of the um, brain cells. Um, there is a consciousness at the brain cell level, but um, the type of soul consciousness that we're talking about here is something that comes by way of the soul. It's... it's uh, brought in when one is born and it doesn't uh, it needs a brain to work through but uh, it doesn't rise up it isn't a product of the brain itself but um, I was just <coughs> thinking while you were speaking that uh, even someone who was a paraplegic or in some way incapacitated physically um, they can still serve by the simple means of what we call soul contact simply by uh, establishing that link with the soul and uh, working to, say, in meditation uh, is a tremendous way of um, serving the needs of this world because as every human being comes closer and closer to that soul and to make a closer contact with the soul, that is tremendous service for the whole world, for the whole human race because that's what 
uh, ultimately uh, will bring the race forward in consciousness is soul contact. It involves the use of the imagination, I think, this capacity to sense the soul in others. Because sometimes um, we are most vividly aware of just their outer aspect, their appearance, the way they express themselves, the way they handle themselves, the way they speak. But with some imagination, we can develop the ability to see beyond all that, behind all that outer aspect, charming or not, there is the soul. And um, that is a form of service, as you say, learning to sense that soul quality in oneself and in others and to never lose sight of that true inner being regardless of what is happening or the person is doing on the outer level. It's a, it's a kind of loving understanding and support that is silent and um, loyal to the highest aspect of another person. To me, it's a deep form of service. And it doesn't... Um doesn't matter what the age is either. Mm-hmm. I mean, one can do this. You know, you don't. You think maybe just because you reach 80 years old, that well, everything has to stop now. I can't. I'm not capable of uh, thinking anymore. So I'll just vegetate for the rest of my existence. But that that could be just the time you begin, because a lot of the people involved in uh, our work and with the Elusive Trust and the Arcane School are in their 80s and even 90s. And um, so, I mean, age is not a factor. In fact, I have a friend who was telling about her mother, who is now in her early 90s, who recently had to be moved into assisted living because, as my friend put it, her mother is losing her mind. Mm. She's very old and she's Mm -hmm. becoming senile. But this woman's mother has been a wonderful person and a spiritual companion and inspiration to my friend, from the beginning of her life. She loves her mother. And she was telling me recently about going to visit her mother in her new home and um, what a joy it is to just be with her. She doesn't really have much to say anymore. She doesn't really remember too much about where she is. She's just a presence. And she's such a benign, loving, radiant presence that my friend said, it's beautiful to just sit with her. I find that extraordinary. But that, I think, is um, a quality of humanity, of the soul, that comes through that person regardless of what has happened to the brain and the personality. Her Mm -hmm. true beauty of um, character and her true radiance still still emanate regardless of what she says or does. Mm -hmm. It gives you hope. Right. Even, I think, people facing death, uh, can still serve because um, uh, if you if you think about it, uh, you're you're you're, you're uh, approaching the time when you're going to make the transition, and uh, you may think that this is the time when you have to give up. But if you still have your mental faculties about you, then one can still serve. One can still meditate. One can still say the great invocation. And, uh, in fact, uh, I know of a friend of ours who did that. She was dying of cancer. And um, as she was making the transition, she was sounding out the great invocation along the way. And this is an excellent way of providing that sense of continuity from the uh, physical personality life 
into the realm of the soul because one is essentially uh, you know, you're moving um, across that in, through, through the veil I'm trying to say uh, directly back to the soul you're recovering yourself and the, of course the keynote of the life of the soul is that of service and the great invocation is that beautiful prayer uh, that Sarah <coughs> says at the end of each show some of you would want to uh, tune into that and you'll see what mm-hmm. Dale is talking about absolutely Sarah, did you want to say more about this? Well, I was trying to think of the name of the best-selling book and um, play that uh, was recently um, in the public consciousness, uh, something with Maury. Jack Lemmon played um, the the Maury person. Um, Was it Travel... Tuesdays with Maury, is Tuesdays that it? Tuesdays with Maury, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that was an example of someone who was serving up to the time of his death by being his loving, radiant, wise self. And um, I think it's an example of how even to the end of our our life, and perhaps most of all then, we can give to others because we don't have any more demands upon life. This is something that old age offers as a kind of liberation. We don't have the ambition and the, the personal uh, drive and aggression of the younger person who might compromise his sense of goodwill and fair play to get ahead. The older person's liberated from that. You know, you could really see how beautiful or how meaningful service is to think that my uh, friend used to derive such pleasure from his service, actually going into the penitentiary and helping people, and that uh, becoming a paraplegic caused him to go into deep depression because he could no longer serve. I hope we can get a copy of this show to Mm, him. Dale, do you have any more to say about this? No, I, I think... This, as I just want to remind people again that it can be a very simple thing as providing soul contact and um, that's really uh, a very simple way of serving. Perhaps using um, this consciousness factor and the imagination and the ability to meditate, we can make the attempt to see life on more realistic terms, see the inner dimension of life, the real underlying meaning of life, and take our gaze off of the outer world um, at least some of the time. That's a kind of service that is, I think, so needed in this world where there's so much glamour and illusion that is causing a lot of confusion at this time. And maybe in our next program, we could talk more about distinguishing the real from the unreal. That may be the greatest form of service of all. And once again, we have, a, we have an interesting offer for you. Um, the, uh, the Alice Bailey book upon which uh, the dialogue in this show is based, uh, the title of it is Serving Humanity. And... Um, uh, you can get that book uh, from us for $16. Ordinarily, we add on a uh, substantial shipping charge for shipping and handling. Uh, but if you mention on a little post-it or something that you uh, uh, you heard the offer mentioned uh, on Inner Sight, uh, attach that to your uh, little note, uh, we'll give you the book for uh, $16. It's Serving Humanity, and the way you do it is check or money order sent to for $16 sent to Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And also, if there's anyone out there who 
wants to donate to Lucis Trust, that's the way we stay on the air, and you've been very generous with us uh, uh, contributing money, and that uh, helps us to stay on the radio show. We appreciate all the support that you've given us in the past, and, and we welcome any donations that you may give us in the future, and you send all the donations to Lucis Trust, uh, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to... Inner Sight. Now we would like to choose, uh, close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. If your A.C. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your A.C. unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.